Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SaskAg Today. It is brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. On today's show, the second of six individuals going into the Saskatchewan Agricultural Hall of Fame this year will be featured. Canada's beef industry released findings of its second beef sustainability assessment, and Manitoba Ag Days is underway from Brandon. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Freshwater, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. A man going into the Saskatchewan Agricultural Hall of Fame this spring spent over four decades in forage breeding, improving crop varieties for cattle producers. Bruce Coleman developed 24 novel forage crop varieties in nine different species, many of which were the first of its kind. These varieties were widely adopted by livestock producers as alternatives for the beef industry. Well, two uh, hybrid brome grasses. So, uh, uh, brome grass is a, is a widely used uh, 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 grass by producers. And uh, there's two species. There's meadow brome, which is good for pasture, and uh, smooth brome, which is better for hay production. <clears throat> so we uh, made some crosses between these and produced a hybrid type of brome grass, which has the good characteristics of both of them. So fairly high yielding. Uh, good, really good first cut hay for yield, and then uh, good regrowth afterwards uh, for pasture. A lot of varieties created were the result of listening to producer feedback. Yeah, we, we did a lot of, uh, we presented our, our programs uh, at a lot of producer meetings, and so we got a lot of feedback on it, and, uh, and uh, so that went into um, to our goals uh, for, for our programs. Coleman spent many years working at the Livestock and Forage Center of Excellence at the University of Saskatchewan. He says compared to varieties of grain and oilseed crops, which come out with regularity, forage varieties take more time to develop. With the perennial forages, they're in the field for a long time, so there's not a big turnover of, uh, of varieties of, of seeds. So, and um, with these uh, cross-pollinating type forage crops, it takes longer to do actually develop varieties. So one has to have a lot of patience uh, in in developing them. But uh, when you keep at it for 30, 30 to 40 years, uh, uh, you know the programs go along, and uh, and uh, I was fortunate to have. Uh, 
uh, quite a number of varieties released and uh, some of them uh, are very widely used by, uh, by producers in the province and, and in Western Canada in general. He also talked about his time working at USASC before the LFCE opened. The centre was just uh, established quite recently, it's probably uh, six years old now. And so um, the work that I did was done at, at the university fields and also I used to work uh, at uh, Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada in Saskatoon. So a lot of our, uh, our field work was done at those sites. So when the LFCE opened, um, my successor, uh, Bill Billiga too, he uh, has, now has all his plots at the uh, LFCE just north of the, uh, the main buildings there. Coleman said being part of the 2024 Hall of Fame class after the 42-year career he had is humbling. It's been a great career. I've, uh, I've really enjoyed it. I've met a lot of uh, uh, unbelievably talented people in my career who I've, uh, uh, I've, uh, I've really felt fortunate to meet with. So, so and uh, I'm very proud of this, uh, of this award and uh, thank you very much. The six inductees will be honored at a ceremony in Saskatoon on April 13th. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Coming up next is the Beef Sustainability Assessment. We'll hear one of the researchers talk about that. Again, keep it tuned here to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. 620 CKRM on location. And a good afternoon, Cody Glyton, broadcasting from Manitoba Ag Day's Keystone Center in Brandon, seeing so many wonderful faces and familiar names, and one fellow that I actually got to interview almost 20 years ago, he was the very first live radio interview I ever did, and now he's grown up to become the Minister of Agriculture for the province of Manitoba, Ron Kostitian, nice to see you again, Ron. Nice to uh, see you as well, Matt. I didn't think it was 20 years ago, but time does fly when you have a good time, I guess. That's right. So uh, you're now the new Minister of Agriculture. Not the first time you've done this portfolio, but kind of a, 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 I guess, a roundabout way that you've come back to this job. Tell us a little bit about some of the priorities that you'll be highlighting for Manitoba farmers this year. Well, basically, you know, um, agriculture is such a key component not only in Manitoba, but pretty well the Western provinces. And, you know, we have such a large resources of uh, commodities we grow in our province of Manitoba. And, and I think our, uh, one of our many initiatives is that we need to find added value to the commodities we grow in this province of Manitoba. So we can create more jobs, create more locally produced uh, items that are grown here in the province of Manitoba. And simply, uh, you know, we've got the north uh, mines and minerals also to be looked at. But basically, in the, in, as far as the agriculture department goes, definitely we have a strong mission uh, to find some added value, create some more dollars into our province. Conditions, how have they been for you for Manitoba? Because I know in Saskatchewan, major parts of the province dealing with drought. How is Manitoba holding out? Well, if I was to use this year as a prime example, actually, just talking to a number of producers, that you know we uh, we did have some areas of concern as far as lack of moisture, but overall, I would say a very high percentage producers seem to be very comfortable with the yields they got this year, and and maybe quite fortunate. Uh, I think if we would have had a repeat of lack of moisture 
like we did last year, it would be a concern. But we did have uh, have appropriate rainfall, but it didn't seem to be very consistent. It seemed to be in, in designated areas, and that's the way it seemed to stay throughout the whole growing season. So definitely uh, we're hoping that we've got a sufficient amount of snow, uh, so to speak, and uh, timely rains and, and moisture is, is much appreciated, I think, as far as the growing conditions go. And I know you're a farmer, too, or we're a farmer. How was your harvest this year? Well, actually, uh, when I left uh, or was defeated in the last election, 2016, we made a uh, decision, and I still live out in the farm, but uh, my farming career came to an end at that point in time and became more of a hired hand uh, working for the neighbors or my brother whenever need be, but still miss, uh, don't. Don't pass up the opportunity of being sitting in a combine or sitting in a tractor for entertainment purposes, but that's probably going to come to an end, but uh, definitely uh, still have the passion and love for agriculture, and it's so key in our province. Much like Saskatchewan and Alberta, you know, when we talk about 9% of our GDP is, is agriculture-related, it's a very key component in our agriculture. We got to leave it there. Ron Kostisha, Minister of Agriculture, thank you so much for joining us. And all kinds of speakers lined up. Go to agdays.com. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program and a shout out to Cody Glyden for interviewing Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ron Kostishan over at Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon. We'll get back to our regular content now. Canada's beef industry released findings of its second beef sustainability assessment. It reflected three years of in-depth scientific analysis and highlights into the sector and progress made between 2014 and 2021. Looked at a variety of issues facing greenhouse gas emissions, animal care, and carbon storage. On the issue of the environment, one of the presenters was Tim McAllister, a a lead researcher with Agriculture Canada. Since 2014, when we compared it to 2021, over basically a seven-year period, we've seen a reduction in the carbon footprint. Uh, That's including carbon dioxide, nitrous oxide, and methane. Uh, Reduction in water consumption, and that's blue water, so that's water associated with irrigation or or well water. Uh, There's been a reduction in the use of fossil fuels as well, a reduction in freshwater eutrophication, which is mainly associated with phosphorus, and then also photochemical oxidation, which is related to materials that can cause damage to the ozone. This is really, all of these reductions are due to increased efficiency in the cattle industry as a whole and that cattle need less time to grow to meet market weight and and, and for processing. And as a result, they use uh, fewer resources. Uh, just specifically in terms of looking at boneless uh, consumed beef, a kilogram of that, it required about 15% less greenhouse grasses were emitted uh, in uh, 2021 compared to 2014. Uh, that's comparable to a reduction we actually saw over a 30-year period in some of the original uh, earlier work that we did. So uh, very much on track and even a shorter duration of, of the evaluation. Uh, water consumption decreased by 177 liters in eastern and western Canada as well since 2014. And that, again, is related to blue water use. When we look at ag- agricultural land occupation, Occupation, uh, the Canadian beef industry occupies a significant part of Canada's agricultural land, uh, about 40%, of which 84% of that is pasture, which is 
uh, largely in its original state. Uh, it holds about 1.9 billion tons of soil organic carbon, storing nearly 40% of the total soil organic carbon in Canada's agricultural land. So that really represents a very significant source of, of carbon that we want to retain in those lands as well. Uh, and then in terms of that, those lands, they make a significant contribution to biodiversity and wildlife habitat. Uh, actually, beef share within that capacity has increased over that seven-year period. Uh, that's because we've seen a reduction in some of the other lands as conversion has continued. And because of the sustenance of those grasslands, beef accounts for a larger portion of that uh, natural areas that are supporting those uh, that biodiversity and, and wildlife as well. Uh, that really contributes for wildlife for reproduction uh, and as well uh, their ability to find food and many of those the, obviously um, occupy those ecosystems in con- conjunction with beef uh, often using feed sources or food sources that beef cattle are not using within those areas as well they, they, they're feeding on different plant sources that's tim McAllister with agriculture canada one of the presenters in the beef sustainability assessment you're listening to Sask Ag today. We're going to take a break. On the other side is today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer. You're tuned in to Sask Ag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers, and My Grain Exchange ready to market your 2023 crop, head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. Pedigree Poultry Limited has pleaded guilty in Regina Provincial Court to one violation of the Occupational Health and Safety Regulations. The company was fined for failing to provide and maintain plant, systems of work and working environments that ensure, as far as is reasonably practicable, the health, safety and welfare at work of the employer's workers, resulting in a serious injury to a worker. As a result of these charges, the court imposed a fine totaling $46,000. The charges stemmed from a worksite incident that occurred on July 10, 2021, near Regina Beach. A worker suffered a serious injury after their foot became entangled within a horizontal auger system. Compared to 2014, a kilogram of beef in Canada is now produced with 15% fewer greenhouse gas emissions. According to the National Beef Sustainability Assessment and Strategy Report, the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef says this latest assessment reflects three years of scientific analysis to make the determination, comparing 2014 to 2021. The assessment looked at several sustainability indicators, including greenhouse gas emissions, biodiversity, carbon storage, people's health and safety, animal care, economic contributions, and more. The 15% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions to produce one kilogram of beef, boneless and consumed, is largely attributed to increased efficiencies of cattle growth, leading to a smaller overall carbon footprint as fewer resources such as land, water and feed are required to produce the same volume of beef. Speculators were back adding to their large net short position in canola to start 2024, taking the bearish bet to a new record. 
That's according to the latest Commitments of Traders report from the United States Commodity Futures Trading Commission. As of January 9, 2024, the net managed money short position in canola futures came in at 120758 which was down by about 12700 from the previous week. Open interest in the canola market came in at 248,899 contracts, which was up by 15,592 on the week. At the Chicago Board of Trade, a combination of long liquidation and new shorts being put on the books saw the recently established net short position in soybeans increase to roughly 33,300, the largest net short position since March of 2020. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency, or CFIA, is asking for feedback on several guidance documents and recommendations related to developing a new national potato wart plan. The new plan would replace the existing potato wart domestic long-term management plan. The CFIA wants input on risk management documents, which include those related to seed propagation in restricted fields, categorization of fields and biosecurity control programs. Recommendations made by an international advisory panel and a Canadian industry working group were used in the development of these documents. The deadline to share feedback is January 31st. The documents can be viewed online on the CFIA's website. Crop-killing weeds such as kochia are advancing across the U.S. northern plains and Midwest in the latest sign that weeds are developing resistance to chemicals faster than companies including Bayer and Corteva can develop new ones to fight them. In many cases, weeds are developing resistance against multiple herbicides. Reuters interviewed two dozen farmers, scientists, weed specialists and company executives and reviewed eight academic papers published since 2021, which described how kochia, water hemp, giant ragweed, and other weeds are squeezing out crops in North Dakota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota as chemicals lose their effectiveness. Farmers say their losing battle with weeds threatens grain and oilseed harvests at a time when growers are grappling with inflation and extreme weather linked to climate change. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather, and Phil, looking at the extreme cold warnings for the province of Saskatchewan, uh, half of it is not under the warnings, so that's a step in the right direction, and in terms of the forecast, kind of looks like it's going to get just a little bit warmer. 
Yeah, you know, this, this cold core of air has really been entrenched and has not budged much at all. And the problem is there have been other things moving around it. And that's why the wind has been such an issue over the last few days. Today, though, our first sort of sign of the end in that the wind chill spending much of the day over minus 40. In fact, a pretty good chance we don't get down there again tonight. Certainly, we make it close. Uh, we're in the minus 38 to minus 36 range. The wind dropping off a little more tonight should keep us uh, in the... Still really, really cold, still quite dangerous wind chill, but getting that minus 40 is always the key for for, for really the, the point where it becomes dangerous quickly to dangerous almost immediately for the frostbite risk. Over the next few days, we'll start to see a little more of an improvement in the temperature. The moderation is underway. Temperature this afternoon around minus 20. Really not dropping off a whole lot tonight as cloud cover rolls in. That should stop the drop. Just losing a few degrees overnight to around minus 22, maybe minus 24 in a few spots, depending on the speed of that cloud cover. But then through the day tomorrow, uh, some flurries set up. And we're at minus 19 through the afternoon. The flurries are, are going to be pretty much a non-issue for accumulation, but they will be flying in the air. And again, the wind not as strong. Wednesday night, Thursday, that moderation stops. We back down a few degrees, but only a few. Still minus 22. It's well below normal, but it's above that uh, low point we were at. And we'll see moderation back toward normal into the weekend. We're at minus 19 on Friday with sunshine and a few clouds on Saturday. Maybe a passing flurry at night with a high near minus 10. Thank you very much, Phil. Normal highs for the time of year, minus 11 degrees. Normal lows, minus 23. Sun rose in Regina at 8.52 this morning, and the sun will set at 5.25 this afternoon. Taking a look around the province in Saskatoon, minus 28. Swift Current, minus 20. Assiniboia, minus 18. Yorkton, Melville, and Estevan, minus 19. Mooseman, minus 22. And Weyburn, minus 21. The least cold spot in the province is in East End at minus 10.6 degrees. Cold spot in North Battleford at minus 29.3. In Regina, sunshine, a little bit of drifting snow. West-northwest wind at 26 to 37 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 55%. Temperature minus 24 or minus 11 Fahrenheit. Minus 37 degrees Celsius with the wind chill. And the barometric pressure is at 101.6 and falling. Moose Jaw sunshine, west wind at 24 to 33, and the temperature is minus 21. Again in Regina, sunshine, west-northwest wind at 26 to 37, and t- minus 24 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. The 47th annual Manitoba Ag Days is underway in Brandon. Media coordinator Teresa Hildebrand spoke a day before the show and said that they were putting the finishing touches on the Keystone Center. Preparations are well underway and move-in is going bopping right along. We're getting the big things in and now we're just moving little things in. So we are right on track, getting ready to roll and welcome everyone to the biggest indoor farm show. And she noted this year's show will be huge. 
We have 550 exhibitors filling the 540,000 square feet of the Keystone Center, so there is definitely something for everyone. We've got big iron all the way to cattle equipment and ag-adjacent businesses like insurance. So anything that's farm-related, you will find it here. Hildebrand adds advanced tickets are still available. Tickets are on sale now at agdays.com slash tickets. We are still having the early bird price of $15 a day, so you should go and get your tickets right now. She then outlines what's on tap for day one today at Manitoba Ag Days. We would like to welcome everyone with a kickoff breakfast sponsored by Heritage Co-op tomorrow morning at the Dome Building, 7 o'clock till 8.45, and then you can move across to the Keystone Centre just in time to see all those exhibitors. We're looking forward to welcoming everyone indoors, so don't let the cold deter you. There's a shuttle to take you right from your vehicle to the door and a complimentary coat check when you get inside the Curling Club entrance. So come on out, and we're looking forward to welcoming you here. And Hildebrand says the streets of Brandon are in great shape. Snow is much less of an issue than just being frosty and windy. So absolutely, we are ready to welcome you here. Teresa Hildebrand is the media coordinator for Manitoba Ag Days. Three-day event kicked off today and wraps up on Thursday. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. On the other side of the break is uh, German farmers. They continue to protest over fuel tax breaks. We'll get into a little more detail and the latest on that. But again, we'll take a quick break. You're listening to Sask Ag today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Sask Ag today on your Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And also Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com A week-long protest by German farmers culminated in Berlin yesterday with at least 10,000 farmers and more than 5,000 trucks and tractors. Farmers are upset with both reductions in fuel subsidies and the endless list of government regulations. This is reporter Matthew Moore with the latest. Finance Minister Christian Lindner, one of the heads of this three-party coalition here in Berlin, made the somewhat unusual decision to speak to the farmers and he got a very frosty response. They basically booed him out completely. He was whistled. He couldn't really make himself heard. He had to shout at some point. At one point, the head of the Farmers Association intervened to ask people to let him speak. But judging from this from the reception that he got, I don't think that people are ready to compromise. But the farmers here, they still feel that for years, they've had their living situation made worse. The standards that they've had to deal with and the bureaucracy has only grown while their income has really stagnated. I just don't think that that is going to cut it for the farmers that we spoke to today. The additional levies on the agricultural sector were part of a package of measures intended to fill a yawning gap in the German government budget. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Up next is the market update. After that, the livestock report and resource report. We're also going to hear from Cody Glyden from Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon before the hour is up. Keep it tuned here to 620 CKRM. 
Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were up in early trading today. Canola is up $3.80 at $5.95.22. Number one red spring wheat is up $3.51 at $3.22.66. The rest were unchanged. Durham $4.46.92. Feed barley $2.42.58. Chickpeas $11.68.44. Flax $5.91.04. Lentils $7.77.50. Oats $2.90.32. Yellow peas 446.38 and feed wheat 238.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is down seven cents at six dollars and ninety-two and a half cents a bushel. Up next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 16th. Our last regular sale was on January 3rd. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.14 to $1.34. D3 cows sold from $0.94 cents to $1.12. Counter cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.95. Cents. Hefferettes sold from $1.65 to $2.10. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.34 to $1.55. We did not have our scheduled pre-sorted calf sale on the 15th due to the weather. Our next one will be on January 29th. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. The latest pork prices are at $169.14 per CKG, up $1.56 from yesterday's price. Coming up is the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Loblaw has confirmed discounts of up to 50% on items nearing expiry are no longer being offered at the grocery store. According to spokeswoman Catherine Thomas, Loblaw is instead offering 30% off on last day items across the board, noting the grocer has always offered between 30 and 50% on last day sale items. Food inflation at Loblaw has been in the spotlight recently, despite its slowing from multi-decade highs, with grocery prices rising 4.7% year-over-year in November. Loblaw is one of Canada's biggest grocers, all of which have been under pressure from the federal government to stabilize food prices. Turning over to the markets now, the TSX is down 167 points to 20,894. The Dow is down 289 points to 37,303. Oil is down 58 cents at $72.10 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 74.10 cents U.S. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for this eventful Tuesday edition of Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. Stay warm out there.
This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.